Welcome to the Think Generation Oil Podcast, and I think this is episode 63, and I am your host, Amir Estimo. In today's episode, we will be discussing, this will be a three-part series. So the main topic today's episode will be land, why you should invest in vacant land or just land in general. I always like to start off every episode with thanks and appreciation. I truly appreciate anybody that takes the time to listen to this podcast because you could be doing anything in the world. But the fact that you're taking time to listen to this podcast is much appreciative. Second of all, I would like to wish everyone a happy new year and also health and prosperity. As we all know, we are dealing with this new coronavirus that's out. And for me, me, most, some of my family, we, um, me and my two daughters, we end up contracting the COVID-19 and feeling better compared to the last couple of days. But Everyone out there, be safe. As right now, it's just it's crazy out there. But I want to record this episode. This is going to be a three-part episode. The first part is going to be why. The second part is going to be a, a case study, and then the third part is going to be how. So we're looking at the next three episodes: sixty-three, sixty-four, and sixty-five will be all about land and when you think about the topic let's say think generational wealth now the wealth part of it we all know wealth and most millionaires fortune if you look at their portfolio it has real estate now real estate is not just residential or commercial or short-term airbnb when you have real estate, real estate can be anything. It could be residential, again, commercial, Airbnb, short-term rental. But the most forgotten one that you don't hear much about because it's not sexy is land. And the good thing about land is, is that I'm going to go into 10 reasons why land you should invest in land but this is based off my opinion and my research on the internet and me currently having my own land investing business that i launched about a year ago i'm going to say this much i'll tell you right now i am not an expert i am still learning but i've taken action and i'm building my business right now so the reason why i think this is a good topic because it's the most forgotten thing people don't talk about. People will tell you, you will do real estate, you got to own residential, you got to own commercial, um, or go do short-term rental, or even do buy and hold, rehab. That's all great and dandy. But right now, with the way the market is currently, excuse me, folks, if you hear me coughing or anything like that, I'm already telling you that ahead of time. If you hear me coughing or anything to that nature, just know that I'm still feeling the effects but um anyhow and people 
with, with the way the right market is currently right now, especially on the residential side, it's pretty high. You know, houses are valued pretty high right now. Uh, it's very competitive. So the deals you probably got maybe two, three years ago are even harder to come by now. And the market has increased. So what got me started into what got me started into land investing is I actually started the wholesaling route. And I can we can touch on that on another episode, but I want to focus primarily on land. And it was such a competitive market because I would send out uh, or do a cold call or do some type of marketing. And that one person may have gotten 20 calls or between 20 calls and letters from investors. And it's very competitive market. So I had to look at other things to grow a business. And I happened um, to fall in just reading, doing some research online. And then I actually happened to come across a, um, actually it was a Facebook ad. And then I saw I was talking about land. And then I started looking more into it and then started realizing, wow, no one's really talking about, I mean, yeah, people talk about land and, you know, and right now even, um, with the way the market is right now, currently, because it's such a competitive market on the residential and the commercial side, that investors are now are starting to look at land. So, if you are not looking at owning some type of land, you are missing out. And because it's boring, and it's not easy, people tend to stay away from it. But what you don't realize on the residential side of real estate that's more of an emotional attachment land side you don't really have that emotional attachment to a property or to an investment so i'm going to go ahead let's get this started so i give you a little intro let's get this started okay reason number one you should why you should own land or invest in land you don't need to do anything to the property. You can actually buy land and it just sit there and you just pay the taxes. Well, obviously, one, you got to take care of it. Um, you know, if it's something that you, you bought that, let's say, you know, grass is growing. Yeah, you're going to have to come around and cut the grass down and make sure you're filing, filing following count, county ordinance because you will be fined if you don't. But as long as you keep up with your taxes, you don't have anything. You It's just basically a buy and let it sit there. That's reason number one. Whereas you, if you think about residential, a home, if you buy a home, an ugly home, you have to fix that home up so it could be worth something. Whereas land, no, you don't have that issue. You don't need to do anything to the property except maybe just keep up with the maintenance, like cutting the grass. And if you don't even have that, you're fine. As long as you're keeping up with the taxes, you pay your yearly taxes, you're good to go. Number two, it's a raw, raw land. It's a hands-off investment. Again, you're not worrying about fixing things. You're not worrying about busted pipes. You're not worrying about troubled tenants. You're not worrying about any of that stuff. You just have to make sure 
that again, pay your taxes. That's all it is to number three. Vacant landowners are highly motivated to sell. Right. And the reason is, is that there's no emotional connection to it. Again, as I stated with residential, there's an emotional connection to it. Think about it this way, is that if you have someone that stayed in a home for such a very long time, and let's say they just hit rock bottom, it hurts them for them to sell that property or even have to just give it away, right? And and when I mean give it away, let's say if they could have sold that property for market value, but because maybe the conditions of the home it's maybe not cut met up to standards, then they have to sell it below market. And sometimes for that person, that hurts their ego. But in land, vacant owners are ready to sell because they don't want anything to do with the property. Maybe when they first bought it, they say, okay, well, I'm going to build my getaway home. Um, maybe whatever they had intentions to do when they first bought the property, that may have changed over time. So if you, let's say you start marketing out to vacant landowners, there is more of a, uh, there's more of a motivation to sell it and get rid of it because they just probably like, hey, down, down the road, I, I just don't have anything to do with this property. I don't wanna keep this property. I want to sell it and get rid of it. And sometimes they will sell that. There's not a, there's not a, uh, there's not an intention to be like, well, I need to sell this land at market value. You will find deals at with land, and you will find them, and people will sell it to you at below market value because they want to get rid of it. Point number four. Reason number four. Land investors, the competition is not as fierce as the residential side. On the residential side, again, you may have one person selling a home and there may be 20 buyers in line on the land side. Now, throughout the years, it has uh, it has the competition has increased because of the fact that rehabbers and rehabbers are starting to get in the way because the margin that they used to make, they're not making that anymore. So now they have to look at other ways like buying a property and maybe do redevelopment, maybe build residential. And they have to look at other ways to substitute that margin loss. And the way you do that is through owning land. The competition is not as much. You're not going to get the competition and you actually get better deals versus residential. Number point number five, land investors call their own shots. I would say this. If you buy vacant land right away, you don't have to deal with banks. There's not a mortgage on there unless you're doing, let's say you bought that land I'm from a seller who maybe you're doing a seller finance. That's the worst case scenario. But for the most part, 
you don't have to deal with bank or mortgage at all. You can actually buy a piece of land as low as a thousand dollars and probably even less than that, depending where you are located. And imagine you own a piece of land, a thousand dollars. And let's say you hold that property two, three years, four years. And let's say you own that land in a area that's growing, like a growing city. And all of a sudden you may have the county or some type of another investor that wants to come and build on that property. You can sell that land. Maybe you owned a thousand dollars. You can sell that maybe and make yourself a $49,000 margin because of the fact that you bought, you bought that property at low, but because maybe you were, you were before the growth. And as that, maybe that city that's growing and growing and growing, they're going to come to you and say, we want your land. And then you then can say, okay, well, if you want my land, I'm going to sell it to you at this price. And guess what? You've made 100% return on your money and more. You don't have to deal with a mortgage. You don't have to deal with banks. The only thing you got to do is probably pay taxes on your property. And if you're in an area where you may have to keep the grass low or something to that nature, you just cut your grass. And even if that doesn't happen, guess what? You don't even have to worry about that. You are you call your own shots. And let's say one of these big companies, Walmart or Target, comes and wants to build on that property. You have now set your family on. You have now produced wealth for your family for generations and generations. We'll do a case study uh, about that and I'll explain more. Reason number six, you can buy land and research land, and guess what? You can all do it virtually. When you're selling that land to a, let's say you're selling it to an end buyer, you may not have not even ever met the buyer. You may not even have even never even seen the land. Let's say... Uh, I have a deal under contract right now um, in Utah and in another in Utah. And I have never besides seeing it on a Google map or virtually, I have never physically been to the land on the residential side. You cannot go years without at least stopping by and taking a look, seeing what's going on. So you want to keep that in mind. Number seven, you can add, you can do seller financing and you can create passive income. You can buy some land and let's say you you own it free and clear, remember, and then you can use that. And let's say you have someone else that wants to buy your land. If you want to, you can do a seller finance and you have your passive income constantly coming to you. Imagine if you own multiple land properties. Think about it. You own multiple land properties. And let's say you own five and you did a seller financing for each one. Right. So now let's say for each one, 
I don't know, you know, you have the person paying you 300 bucks a month, right? For each property, 300 bucks a month, five properties, $1,500 a month right there. Guess what? That's actually more money than most people make. Some people don't even make $1,500 a month. You own five properties, you do a seller finance, and there you go, $1,500 a month. I'm just throwing numbers out there, but those are the things you can do you know, when you own land. So you can add seller financing to your portfolio and grow yourself some passive income. Number eight, land is very inexpensive to own long-term. Think about it. The only thing you probably have to do, you don't have no mortgage. You don't have to make utility uh, bills. You don't have the cost of property insurance. And taxes are extremely cheap. You could probably own a land and pay like a hundred bucks, a hundred bucks for the whole year. So when you own land long term, it doesn't cost you. Whereas on the residential side, let's say you own that property. You may have a tenant that is a bad tenant and all the profits you may have made during that time. All the profits you may have made during that time. And you have that one bad tenant, they come in and wipe all your profits away. On the land side, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have that those type of headaches to deal with. Number nine, land gives you peace of mind. Because of the fact you're, you're not worrying about someone breaking into your property, you're not worrying about someone destroying your property. You're not worrying about someone stealing your property. It actually doesn't cost you nothing to own land. And it gives you a peace of mind. You just know that, hey, every year I got taxes to pay. Worst case scenario, I may have to cut the grass. But even then, that might not even be an issue. Okay. And then number 10, they're not making more land. They're not. What you see is it. This is it. There's you can't make any more land. Residential. Yes. They're constantly building commercial. Yes. Constantly building, constantly building, constantly building. But on the land investing side of it. No, no, no. There's not much land. There is not land being made. Okay. So now. Hopefully that. Hopefully that actually clears up your 10 reasons why you should invest in land. This is a great opportunity. It's very boring because it's not sexy. It's sexy to talk about residential and owning all these properties. Yeah, I own 20 properties. But think about it. You may need to own 20 properties to make, let's say each property you're making 200 bucks a month, and let's say you own 10 of those things, that's like $2,000 a month in passive income, okay? But I just gave you a scenario where if you own five land properties, and depending how you structure your deal, you can make more money on the passive side. And now on the transactional side, the active, which means you have to constantly buy and flip and all this extra stuff, I, I will break down 
I would do a breakdown on that case study. I'll do a breakdown of the numbers. Okay. But other than that, there's your 10 reasons why this is a great opportunity. Again, it's not something people talk about because it's not interesting and people don't think it's a good thing. But if you become a, a land owner or you're investing in land, even if you're doing residential, this is another great way to expand your portfolio, your real estate portfolio. OK. All right. Thank you very much. Please subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy this content, like and share the podcast, rate and review it. Get the word out. This is Think Generational Well. 2022 is I'm looking for this podcast for this to be a big year for this podcast. Okay. Sorry for the background noise. That's my daughter. If you do hear it, she's yelling in the back. I pre- I, I apologize, but I appreciate you taking the time and listening to this podcast episode. Hopefully this is a value to you next week. We're going to do a case study. And then after the week after that, I'm going to break down how you can invest in land. Okay. Appreciate you guys. Much love next week. Oh, by the way, I forgot. Quote of the day. I forgot my quote of the day. I'm going to start with this. I can accept failure. Everyone fails at something, but I can't accept not trying. Michael Jordan. See you guys next week.